Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast for the Monday show. You're joined by myself, Newcastle United editor at the Chronicle, Aaron Stokes, and I'm joined by Sam Mulliner, friend of the show from Newcastle Fans TV. And if you're wondering where Andrew Musgrove is when I've got some very good news for you over the weekend, him and his partner Lily welcomed their first child. So while he's dealing with nappies and sick and sleepless nights and the joys of parenthood, you're stuck with me for the next couple of weeks. So I hope you'll join me all, whether you're watching live or listening later on. I hope you'll join me in wishing Andrew and Lily all the best. But of course, the show must go on. And Sam's gratefully stepped in at the uh, last minute. Sam, you're a, you're a father yourself. Have you got any advice for Andrew? Um, say goodbye to sleep. <laughs> he's been texting us so far, and he's still making sense. So I think he's he's powering through. Maybe on adrenaline, but once, say, honest, once you get past the first six weeks, it's an absolute doddle. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. no, I'll pass on my congratulations to uh, to to Andrew and Lily as well. It, it it's the best thing ever, but it's just yeah, it can be um, tiresome, tiring. Yeah. We, we did think we were going to have Andrew for another two weeks. We did think that he'd just timed the, the birth for when your castle go away at the States, but the baby came a little bit early, but all's okay, all healthy. And as I say, um, it's very good to see people already in the comments wishing them well. But as I say, the show goes on. We've got to keep doing the Monday show. There's plenty of talk to talk about, um, despite Newcastle still not being in action. And we'll start with transfers, Sam. That's what everybody wants to talk about. We, there's no point messing around. Um we're almost a month into the transfer window. If you look back, you know, 12 months ago, at this point of the window, players arriving back for pre-season, you had Botman, Pope, Targa all through the door. They were very quick to get the business done. Are you sort of surprised at how Newcastle have, you know, struggled to maybe offload some players and obviously they've only brought one in so far? Uh, a little bit, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be panicking. Um, it would have been great to to see one or two more in, like you say, like last season that were there for the first day of pre-season. But I, I'm certainly not worried about it. You know, we've got the right people in charge. We've got the right people making decisions. We're a lot more uh, competent in the uh, in the upstairs section of the club now, aren't we? So I wouldn't be panicking just yet. But there's there's still obviously a lot of work to do with incomings and outgoings. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, obviously, one of the positives is that is Sandro Tonali's came in. It was a position that Newcastle really, really needed to strengthen. I mean, for yourself, you wanted Isaac, you got him. You wanted Tonali, you got him. Who's next on your on your shopping hmm. list that you're hoping Nixon and Ashworth are taking a taking a note of? There's there's a few that I highlighted previously. Um, it, it made me chuckle when Chiesa was was linked because I first sort of mentioned that we should be looking at him uh, in the previous transfer window back in January. Um, I've, I've hinted at a few players now on, on NFTV. Uh, I'd love Florian Verts from, from Leverkusen. I'd love uh, Inacio from, from Sport in Lisbon. Um, I quite like Carlos Alcaraz from Southampton, which I think is a player that's really, really gone under the radar. Um, but I think he's got... 
he's got an incredible amount of potential. He interests me greatly, and I'll be keeping tabs on him um, if he's still at Southampton in the Championship next season. Um, so the, the, there's a few. Um, just, it's just a left back that I can't come up with a sensible one that's that's you know within reach. I think left back recruitment this summer is going to be really tough. Mm-hmm. I think it's already proven like that. We know we've seen them linked with a lot of left backs already. Kieran Tierney seems to have fallen by the wayside. Then there's Kukurea. Then there's you know Anthony Robertson who's just signed a new deal at Fulham, um, who Newcastle were interested in. There's been a lot of names, but I think. They, they might be struggling to get some of those domestic players over the line, given how we already heard Eddie Howe last season say, you know, clubs don't want to do business with them. And I think that's probably why we've seen them go abroad to Serie A to get to Norlian, because, you know, they're probably going to make, you know, find life a little bit easier when they go abroad. Yeah, and you get uh, a hell of a lot more value. Um, look at how much Declan Rice is going for. Tonali is just as good, if not better. And he costs around... Uh, half the price so it, it's no wonder um i mean tierney you always had the question marks about injuries and whatnot kukurea i would steer clear of i can't I, I think he's so overrated um jacob murphy had him on toast when he played for brighton so i wouldn't be going anywhere near kukurea um and uh anthony robertson like you say has, has signed his new deal so he's not going anywhere whether or not he'd be absolutely good enough maybe maybe not um but yeah all the sort of top level left backs. I mean, Teo Hernandez has gone extremely quiet. I didn't think that was ever really realistic, as great as that would have been. Um, but all the others, like the real top class left backs that come to mind, are all pretty settled and aren't exactly realistic at the moment. So I think that could be one for for Dan Ashworth and his uh, his magical little black book to to find some uh, some unpolished diamond somewhere in uh, Europe. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you've obviously mentioned Chiesa there. I mean, it would certainly be a statement signing as Tonali was, as Isaac was. You know, it ticks a lot of boxes. It's a, you know, fellow Italian in the squad for Tonali. It's strengthening the position where Newcastle probably need to strengthen out wide. I mean, it would be some deal, wouldn't it? It would. As 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 the longer it goes on, I I. Can't see it happening, especially with the links with Harvey Barnes becoming uh, ever stronger. Uh, I know, I know, Keith Downey said on Sky this morning that no official bid's been made, but there's there's definite interest there. Um, whether or not it's it's real or it's it's another smokescreen for for someone like Chiesa, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it would be incredible, incredible signing. Um, I'd be amazed if that was the case. Again, like, how much is he going to cost? Is, is is Harvey Barnes maybe a bit cheaper? Because it, Harvey Barnes has certainly got the stats to to bring him up. It, it surprised me when when that sort of rumor came out how mixed the um, reaction was from the fan base. Some some people were all for it, others just absolutely not. Um, so that 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 surprised me a bit. Um, I'm fairly ambivalent towards it myself. It was one of them. It was like Gordon in January. If he signs, great. If he doesn't, I'm not going to cry about it. Um, but speaking of Gordon, what a tournament he's just had. So uh, there's plenty of positives to come out of there. Well, yeah, you've moved us, you know, nicely on Harvey Barnes there. As you say, you know, definite interest from Newcastle United. Um, you know, personal terms look to be agreed. They're just sort of trying to 
um, agree a fee with Leicester. Obviously, Leicester are going to dig their heels in as much as they can, having just gone down. You say there you're ambivalent. I, I completely agree with you. I think when the, the link first came out, I was quite surprised that you know there was quite a lot of negativity towards it. I think, you know, is it just the staple that he's gone down with Leicester and you know fans don't want to see relegated players come, which you know, me and Andrew have both agreed in, in previous shows we've got no problem at all, you know, dipping into the championship. Um but I, I was very, very surprised at how many people wouldn't take him. As you say, the stats speak for themselves. He was one of the standouts in that Leicester team last season with 13 goals. But when the club, as you say, are looking at you know other types of players like Chiesa of that mould of that stature, does he end up you know risk falling in the Gordon category of being sort of you know a, a player that fans don't really want despite the talent? Um, yeah, but it gives them something to prove, which like an Anthony Gordon is doing. Um, I, I've really taken to him uh, over the the past few months, and you got to remember he, he's he's still so young. He's still so young as well. So um, if he carries on his trajectory, there's every chance 40, 45 million is going to look an absolute steal. Um, but yeah, Barnes, like yourself and Andrew, I've, I've no, I've no qualms about dipping into the championship, just not for the players that Andrew would get. Um, <laughs> Tyler Adams, no. Um, but yeah, it, it's not one when you see the names we've been linked with over the past few months, no, it's, it's not one that really gives you a fizz. Um, but he'd be a very, very solid sign. He would improve the squad. There is no doubt about it. Um, and, and it just, it just goes, just goes to show that we're going to be competing on all fronts and we want as much depth, especially in that attacking third, as much depth as possible. Mm-hmm. Well, you've mentioned Tyler Adams there. We'll dip into the comments. Judy to- Jordy Tune for Life says, Congratulations, Andrew. I'm sure Tyler is a popular name. Um, he's had a baby, he's had a baby girl, so I don't think Tyler will be the name. Um, Jordy Tune for Life also says, How about Kudos? He takes a lot of boxes if Barnes doesn't sign. Sam, you got any opinion on that one? No. No. <laughs> well, <maybe it's> <laughs> says, uh, would be perfect. I mean, we've spoken he about Musa Diaby so many times and you know, while Andrew the other week was saying that his dream signing would be Tyler Adams, mine would be Musa Diaby. I think he just fits exactly what Newcastle United want. And I think, you know, I wrote about this last week when the Barnes link came out. I'd be very, very happy with Harvey Barnes. I think he's a great player. I think he would add, you know, much needed goals from the wing. But is he what Newcastle United need? He only really tends to play down the left. I know he's both footed. But do they not really need somebody on that opposite flank? Someone like Diaby, or if not Diaby, just somebody who's going to come in and rival Almiron? Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more with you, but it's just that case of realism and what the actual transfer budget is. I think if we were going for someone like Diaby, I think we would, we would have already like put a bid in by now. Mm-hmm. I, I think if that was a deal they wanted to get done, they weren't going to muck around and um, dig their heels, and they were they would have wanted to have got that deal done as quick as possible um, for fear of, you know, other teams. <laughs> it, it would be lovely though. It, there's no getting away from it. I mean, like Diaby and his teammate Florian Verts, who I'm a huge fan of as well. That those would certainly solve a lot of. Not problems because there's no real problems in the squad, but it would it would solve a lot of depth and and quality um, 
gaps that uh, that the the squad still does have. Um, it's just a case of is it a transfer window too soon for the for the old FFP? Um, because it is going to be a factor going forward over the next 12, 18 months. All right, we're in the Champions League and we've we've still got quite a bit of money left to play with. But then what happens, for instance, if you don't qualify for the Champions League the season after and, you know, there's repercussions to that. So I can see why they're being, why they're keeping the powder a little bit dry. Um, but yeah, there's no doubt about it. I would love, love DRB at Newcastle. It's just... I just don't think it'll happen. Yeah, I think, as you say, the interest's been there for so long and no doubt in that it would actually be a, a, an absolutely fantastic Simon Al Stapleton says, I'm with Sam, didn't want Gordon, but his interviews, honesty, and thinking he was fit, um, efforts have impressed. That's from uh, Les. We've got some more. We've got JB saying, I had a problem with Madison. Like Tillman's, he disappeared after Qatar. Uh, I'm more relaxed about Barnes. I think that's a very good point. Barnes does seem to have a very, very good attitude. But just going back to that sort of, um, you know, debate about whether Newcastle need another left winger. We've obviously seen Joe Linton play there in recent months. He might have to play there again, you know, now that Tonali's came in. St. Maximum, there's still a lot of debate about his future. If he stays, you know, he's going to be one in that place. Anthony Gordon now has really, really set a marker for one in that position. Surely, you know, Barnes coming in, is that not overkill for the lads that are already there? No. Um, no, I don't think it is. I, I think we need one more in that attacking third, whether it's left, right, centre, and all of them, all of them positions, unless you're like a Callum Wilson who is just strict number nine down the middle. Um, all of them positions in the front three are, are pretty are pretty fluid and interchangeable, so um, you, you'd have no no issues about putting Gordon on the right, putting putting who, who, some maximum on the right, whoever on the right, it doesn't matter um, what wing they're on. We've seen Gordon play down the middle for for England under twenty ones in their successful uh, European campaign, and. He's excelled, so it, it, it gives Eddie Howe more options. It's just just that little bit of extra quality, like when teams are going to come to St. James's next season and try and park the bus and play for a point with half an hour to go. Just that extra spark that can unlock a defence in the latter part of the game that maybe we haven't got at the moment. So I, I, I think one more is about right. Any more than that would be overkill. But you, yeah, like you say, you could see Joe Linton on the left. You could see Joe Willock on the left. Uh, him and Joe Linton seemed to, when that was happening, they had a great relationship interchanging the two. That worked really well. Yeah. Um, the same as we, us needing a, a another centre mid. We needed one before we got rid of Shelby. And, you know, Tonali is is numerically play, uh, replaced uh, Shelby. So we need one more there as well. But I don't know. How far will this budget stretch? Yeah, that's the thing, is that they've already spent a good chunk of it on Tonali. I mean, we've got loads of comments here. Please do keep them coming in if you're watching live. We've got Wasim here saying, we need a left-back. Do you think we'll come? I mean, as you said, you know, Sam, we've touched on it. We think that a left-back is... You know, much needed. Lee Gurney says, surely the priority has to be a replacement for Cher. Whilst I love the player, every game he gets a knock or a head injury or an ankle injury, just have to have more cover on that side. I mean, that is very true. I feel like he is the walking wounded and I do fear for his brain in later life because he's taken some wax. I mean, we we know that Newcastle are looking for, you know, a right-sided centre-back. You know, there's lots of talk about Jamal Lascelles' future. 
Um, how sort of high on that on the priority list does a, a new centre back come for you, Sam? I think the next centre back we're going to see through the door is the long term partner for Botman, which is why I love uh, Gonzalo Inacio so much from from Lisbon. I think he'd be perfect, but again, it's it's whether or not the budget stretches that far and um, Jamal Lascelles may leave. I I I'd be sort of disappointed to see him go in one way. But it's completely understandable if he does, from both sides, from the players' point of view and from the clubs as well. I wouldn't be disappointed if he didn't leave. I think, you know, he's he's played such a huge role in getting us to where we are now, through the dark days, through 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 the brown stuff. And it's just be nice for him to reap the rewards and, and get... You know, he's obviously not first choice anymore, but just to stay in and around the squad where he's still got a huge voice in the dressing room. Um, obviously, there's there's quality needed to be added going forward. There's the Monaco centre-back that we're interested in. Remind me of his name because I've completely gone... Yes, um, that, that, that that's an interesting one going forward as well because Manchester United, I think, have a, have a strong interest in him as well. But again, the the question just comes back to budget, budget, budget. What what can we spend? I I think that there is more to spend than what we let on. There's no two ways about that because you get what hundred million just for qualifying for the Champions League anyway. Yeah. So, so we've still got um, plenty in the piggy bank, and priority wise, though, I don't, I don't think it, it's probably. I wouldn't say it was the lowest on the on the priority because we do need one but it, it it's not high it's not in, it's not in the top one or two on the priority list is it a centre back yeah I think I would completely agree with that I think as you say more attacking options needed in, in a left back we've got uh, Truels in the comments here again Green saying we need a left back Burner's been good but in the Champions League he will not be good enough and Malam agrees we need a left back in the squad just going back to Harvey Barnes Stephen Phillips says Barnes finishing and decision making attacks and attacking situations is outstanding. He may not be a sexy name, but he adds goals and assists. That is exactly what we need. I think that's a very, very good comment from Stephen. I mean, just on that the sales thing and, and going back to the, you know, having the sort of a luxury of having players around when they aren't first choice. You know, Eddie Howe said about Lascelles, he said it about Maxim St. Maximum. If they want to stay, you know, he's absolutely happy to have them around. If they push for an exit, you know, you don't get the feeling that he's going to stand in the way we saw it with Shelby. You know, even though it left them short in January, he wouldn't want to stand in players' way. And I think there's a lot of players in this squad, and we're going to touch on it towards the back end of the show, but there's a lot of players in this squad where you can see them having real decisions like that this, this summer. Maxi, Lascelles, Debravka even. You know, even the likes of Kel Watts, who are going to be coming back into a, a crowded field. Um and I, th- I suppose it's quite refreshing, isn't it, that yes, the budget isn't there and yes, they maybe need to wait a couple of transfer windows before they can really spend. But at the minute, how's getting what he wants and that's keeping that same group together that did so well last season? Yeah, it's, it's really important because I suppose like we've been doing, it's little and often just and, and, and the right characters not to disrupt the, the squad harmony, which is which is priceless. It really is. Um yeah, if you get a good atmosphere in the dressing room and and the right attitudes, then you know you're you're onto a winner straight away. That's why it's no surprise Matt Ritchie got another year. Um, you know, looking at the end of season content coming out of the club, um, 
Bruno picked Matt Ritchie as as his unsung hero. Who who would have thought Matt Ritchie would be yeah. so important to a to an absolute worldy player like Bruno Gimarias? But it just goes to show just how important his voice continues to be in in the dressing room. Um, yeah, it's important not to disrupt that that harmony and that the players that come in have to obviously buy into it. Um, which leaves me question marks about Chiesa, to be honest. But you know, I don't think that'll probably happen now anyway. Um, but Harvey Barnes probably would buy into it. Well, there's no probably about it. I, I think he would absolutely, hundred um, percent. Yeah, like whereas before the only voices we had in the dressing room was Matt Ritchie and Jamal Lascelles. Now there's so many others, but Lascelles and Ritchie are still a huge part of that kind of leadership group within the dressing room. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's clear. So even when they're not on the pitch, I mean, you know, good old Lascelles getting his two yellow cards last uh, Loved season. Loved that. Just honestly, one of the moments of the season for me. I mean. It, just shows the leadership. And as you say, you know, we're blessed at St. James's Park to, you know, the press to sit so close to the, the pitch. And whenever Matt Ritchie's on, you can hear him shout, honestly. Never known a player like it. Um, we'll move away from... Epitomise, epitomise, sorry, Aaron, epitomised with his Anthony Gordon at Brentford. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah, shows why he's so important. Yeah, fantastic. Great to see. Uh, we'll move away from transfers slightly. Um, I mean, we've already touched on it briefly, but Anthony Gordon... What a tournament he had with England in the 21s as they won the Euros um, in Georgia and Romania over the weekend. Um, playing, as, you, as you've said, as a central striker, which we haven't really seen him for um, at Newcastle. He obviously played there quite a bit under Everton, uh, for Everton, sorry. I mean, me and Andrew have, have both agreed on this before. He's the one player that we're so excited to see next season, full pre-season under Eddie Howe. This has only whetted the appetite even more after seeing what he can do for England. Yeah, it'd be interesting actually to see how much time he takes off now. Because um, Trippier didn't want the extra time off. He's back already in, in pre season, but like the other lads, the Joe Linton and, and Bruno, they're they're still they're still not back yet. Neither's Tonali. Um, but yeah, every time I see him now and 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 hear him talk, he impresses me more and more and more. And I I I like. Like as I as I mentioned earlier, I, I wasn't mad keen on him signing in January. I didn't I didn't really think he was what we were crying out for. But this is why I love to be proved wrong. And and you know, I'm I'm so pleased he got that goal on the last day of the season um at Chelsea because it just gets a monkey off his back straight away. Um He'll build his fitness up, held his hands up and say he's not fit enough. He was probably where the Newcastle squad were when Eddie Howe took over because the Newcastle squad wasn't fit enough under the latter days of Steve Bruce. You could see they were blowing in the second half. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's probably where Gordon was at. So it'd be interesting to me where how soon he comes back from the tournament where he's had an absolute barnstormer. He's superb. A couple of real nice tidy finishes in there um, under a strong... Um, defensive unit at the back, and they, they didn't concede a goal. Just brilliant for England, absolutely so superb. But yeah, it, it's it's looking really, really promising for Anthony Gordon. Now he's got away from Everton, really. Um, just it's probably a weight off his shoulders. He's not carrying the pressure and and carrying the the brunt of fan frustration there. Um, classy as ever, Everton with their their post 
uh, on Twitter congratulating their former player, Lee Carsley. Uh, yeah, but yeah, everything is showing signs of, of real maturity and I'm excited to see what he'll bring to, to, to Newcastle United next season. Yeah, I think you've hit, you've hit it on the on the head there. I think obviously the fitness thing was a big thing when he joined. I think also, and I, I always go back to this point, it must be very, very hard to leave your boyhood club after a decade mm. under such a cloud as well because he's he's been chased out the stadium by angry fans. You know, as you said, Everton have, have you know, tried to sort of distance themselves on social media even when they sort of said goodbye to him. I think... Now, you know, he's had a couple of months to get up to speed with Howe's team. He's finding his feet. He's he's clearly very confident. Um, and I mean, yeah, as I say, I was so excited to see him next season. I think just watching him at the Euros has only, um, you know, strengthened that. One thing me and Andrew don't agree on, though, um, is that, you know, for me, watching Gordon and seeing how versatile he is, it, it, it sort of takes the need for me away from Newcastle needing to get a third striker. I don't think they need to really go out in the, this window and sign, you know, someone behind Wilson and Isaac. Andrew, you know, is completely the opposite. He's been banging the drum for a third striker for about a year. You know, what's, what's your take on it? Do you think it takes a bit of pressure off Howard in, in that sort of area of the pitch? If you were going to buy an out-and-out striker again, like, what, what would be the point? I think this time next year, absolutely, we'll need another striker. Because Wilson, wrong side of 30, all right, he's pretty lightly raced because he has so many injuries. But them injuries do come back and, 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 and bite you, so to speak. He's only got a year left on his deal as well, yeah. uh, Callum Wilson. So they've got a decision to make there, um, which wouldn't surprise me if it, if they didn't offer him one. But he obviously deserves one. Um then, then you, then I think the the need in twelve months for a third striker would would definitely be there at the moment. Absolutely not. Gordon can play down the middle if need be. Maxi can play down the middle if need be. I, I, I just don't. Joe Linton. <laughs> um, remember when he was a striker? Um, yeah. So I don't think there's a need at the minute because what are you going to do? Go out and by Victor Osserman or or Jonathan David from Lille or whatever, then, then what do you do? Yeah. You can't really have Callum Wilson be sat around being third choice this season. It wouldn't it just wouldn't go well unless you really change your formation. Um no, the striker would not be on my uh, wish list this summer whatsoever. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think some people in the comments are as well. We've got Philip here saying we don't need a third striker. Why spend money on one when we need wide playing goal scorers next season maybe but not this season and Johnny also says Gordon I'm assuming he's talking about he is our third choice striker this season and then Joel Linton fourth if we went to buy a third choice striker could we realistically get one better than him at a reasonable price I think that's absolutely spot on and Stephen says Gordon and Barnes can both play as a central striker if covered it cover as needed Barnes is a better finisher so, as you say, Gordon obviously not um, with uh, Newcastle at the moment. They're back for pre-season, but he's going to have an extended break. Bruno and Joel are also not back yet. And obviously, we know Tonali is currently on holiday um, in Italy after his whistle-stop tour. But obviously, the players are back in pre-season. It was great to see so many of them back. And I think just to just to start to round off the show, Sam, I think we're just going to do a little bit of keep or sell. I want to get your opinions on some of these players 
that have returned and are, are facing sort of uncertain futures. So we'll start with Alan St. Maximum. He's the talking point of the summer. You know, nobody can make their mind up. Uh, are we keeping or are we selling? I can. We're keeping him. I'm sick to death of having this debate of people wanting to sell him. Oh, my word. Keep. I want to see him in the Champions League. It's 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 his stage, and we're going to see something very special. Tino Espria-esque, I think, uh, one night in the Champions League at St. James's. Keep, keep, keep. And this is the thing. I mean, we've all seen the Instagram post he put on a couple of weeks ago. It, it, it sounded like a man who had decided that he didn't have a future. That was certainly what I thought. We're, not, we're now three or four weeks on. He's back in training. He's back home, according to his latest Instagram post. Is he just is he just messing with us? Possibly. <laughs> he he. But look, I I, I know a lot of things. Uh, you know, things change in, in in a short space of time. But when I met him last September, the day before the Man City game, there was no um, there, there there was no um, BS about him. He loved the place. It's he said it's my city, it's my club, and I. He, it was so genuine the love he has for the area, for the team, for the fans, and and I just don't think he'd forget that 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 soon. Um, look, if he stays fully fit this season, and still doesn't get a game, then he will probably have to move on for his own career. Um, but the, the I think the key to him, and the frustration has always been. He just gets injuries at the wrong time. It's like so, so frustrating after that Wolves game, after the coming off the back of that um, Man City where he got the three assists and then the world against Wolves and then he picks up a knock. It's just absolutely mortifying. But, you know, keep him fit. Hopefully we'll see the best of him this season. I'd be keeping him. Yeah, yeah as you say, he was frightened at the back. Uh, it's very start of last season. We've got Johnny here in the comments saying we keep him. Dot, 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 unless a team comes in over the top for him. Uh, Roger Cook says, sell, sell, sell. Philip says, Maxi will scare the light of life out of defenders in Europe. And Niall says, keep, keep, keep. He just, he splits opinion. As I say, the comments are just, you know, back and forth, back and forth. I, I you know, I'm, I often sit on the fence about Maxi, but I think if you can keep him fit, he's, he's such an asset. But there's just always that. Always that, you know, question about consistency for me. But I think, you know, as you say, unless a big offer comes in, I wouldn't be rushing to uh, to get rid of him. Next on the list, I mean, we've already spoken about him, but Jamal Lascelles? I would actually keep him. I, I, I've, I've always liked him. I really have, I've got to be honest. And I know he's not overly popular now. With, with with the fan base, but I, I I've always liked. I've appreciated what he's done. He's he's captained this club with pride and honour throughout his time. He stood up and and was counted when when things were really really bad, and he was a big part of the fact that we got back up to the Premier League, stayed up, and when he has actually come into the team when needed last year, he's done well. Um, so look, it's an area where we need cover. And that's his role now. And he can get yellow cards on the sidelines from the bench. He's he's obviously not first choice. And that's that's if he's happy to stay, I'm more than happy to have him. I personally would be keeping him. I think I think he did himself a lot of favours last season with those performances at Liverpool and Man City. I know they got beaten both games, but he, he stepped in and played quite well in both. 
And I think, as we obviously touched on earlier, I think if if he's happy to stay and sort of you know act as cover, I think Carroll will be more than happy to have a leader like him in the dressing room. Let us know in the comments what you think about Jamal Lascelles. Next on the list, Martin Dubravka. Now, this this goalkeeping department at Newcastle, they had five at the back end of last season. Many thought it would be much changed, but we've now seen Carius and Gillespie sign new deals. Nick Pope is obviously the number one. Cardolo, we expect to leave, and that just sort of leaves Martin Dubravka in, in a little bit of limbo after, you know, jumping ship last season and then coming back with his tail between his legs? Yeah, it's a really interesting one. Like you say, Darlow, I think, will be the one to go. Um, Gillespie is... is I don't want to disrespect him, because, but he's playing the Scott Carson role, isn't he? He's living um, the dream, isn't he? Yeah, he absolutely is. And he's like... I will say, he was a bit of a... Not, an uns- not a hero, but... He's always there every match day, helping with the keepers, warming them up. He's there every single match day. Obviously, great to have around the place. And that's why Howe's kept him, because he's a big part of the the, the squad harmony. Carrius. Who's better, Dubravka or Carrius? I think Dubravka's better than Carrius, personally. I agree, which is why I would keep Dubravka as second choice. I think, again, it's going to come down to whether he wants to you know, stay put. Is he going to be happy being back up for Nick Pope? He clearly wasn't last summer. Um, but, I mean, he, he did give an interval, uh, an interview to us at the Chronicle a couple of weeks ago where he said he was very, very happy to stay. But, again, I think it probably does depend um, on whether um, big bids come in from. We'll, we'll do a little group of players now, Sam. We'll go to the right-back position. We've got Javier Manquillo. Emil Kraft, who we know is back in pre-season, but he isn't going to be fit until the start of the season. And we've also got Harrison Ashby, who came with you know quite a lot of hype from West Ham and, and just hasn't lived up to the bill. We'll start with Javier Manquillo. Are you are you keeping him around for another season? No, I think the time has come. Um, I, w- I would be selling Manquillo. Um, I think there must be a La Liga team out there that uh, that need a right back. Um, he, look, he's done a hell of a lot better for us than I thought he would ever do. Um, so he changed the game in that crucial win at Ellen Road uh, season before last, where the, where things really started to turn around and won that free kick that Shelby scored. Um, I would be Harrison Ashby needs a loan. Um, yeah, Mankio would be, but uh, would be very much for sale in my eyes, and and Kraft you would keep because. He was on fire when uh, he was covering for Trippier. <laughs> he was fantastic. That was kind of, if you like, that was the the sort of first mini Eddie Howe esque revival. But it, yeah. it's just it, it just wasn't as fashionable as uh, as Joe Linton or or Miggy and and Sean Longstaff. But yeah, he, he was he was doing very well. So yeah, that that would be the one of each the keeps held loan. So yeah, Mankio, Tarrar, and and Ashby needs a, a good loan in the championship. Yeah, I think, you know, Emil Kraft walked so Miggy could run. I think I definitely agree with that. I think if Andrew's listening, he's not going to be happy. He's, he's for some reason, banging the drum that Javier Manquillo needs to stay. And I, and I really don't know why. I feel like he's on commission um, by his agency or something. But surely, Martin <laughs> back in La Liga. That's got to be a, a deal that gets done. Yeah, I mean, the only thing Manquillo has going for him is his versatility of playing, of playing either side. But... You know, so so could Jesus uh, Gamers, and you wouldn't be uh, offering him a, a, a anything. 
So, yeah, no, it, it's it's time for Mankio to go. Uh, and a player next on the on the opposite um, flank, Jamal Lewis, another one who, you know, such promise. We all thought, you know, very, very good signing in the Steve Bruce. It just hasn't worked out. And I think it's fair to say that Eddie Howe has, you know, really given him his chances to prove his fitness, to prove that he's going to be a part. But for whatever reason, um, he just can't seem to stay fit. Yeah, this is this is one I, I might have got wrong because I was I was so I was really really happy I, when we signed him. I thought it was an absolutely cracking signing. This 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 guy needs first team football and and game time before his career just starts to vanish before your eyes. Um, like you say, such huge huge promise. Um, whilst at Norwich, and still a mainstay for for, for Northern Ireland. Um. He need whether whether it's permanent transfer transfer or or whether a team just wants to take him on loan. I, I, part of me says I really don't want to write him off just in case he can get himself fit, get to run a games out on loan at I don't know like a Luton or a Sheffield United or or somewhere in the Championship. Um, he might show a bit of form and a bit of promise in an area where we need where we need someone. Um, but look. He, he him getting minutes is not going to happen at Newcastle. So whether it's a loan or a transfer, he, he needs to leave for for his own sake. Yeah, I think there's you know quite a few people already in the comments here agreeing. Truel says sell Lewis. He's been a passenger for too long. Darren Lee says I agree. Sell Lewis, and Baz says face it, he will stay. That's very interesting. I mean, just going back to a comment that we've got here on 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 Craft Johnny's put. How said that Kraft would miss preseason? If that's the case, at his age, not here, sure he will recover to his former level. I mean, that's very worrying on a personal level, given that I have also just had ACL surgery, and the fact that Kraft just can't seem to come back really isn't giving me hope that I'm going to be playing football anytime soon. But do you think that's maybe why Newcastle have gone out and tried to sign the likes of Livermento, and they continue to be linked with right backs when we didn't really think that was going to be a priority this summer? Yeah, I, I totally get that point. Uh, um, I'd, I'd be very, very keen on Livramento. I really would, um, because then he would have the versatility of Mankio as well. Um, but Southampton do want way too much for him. Uh, I, I, yeah, I completely get the point of Kraft. The problem is that he signed a new deal twelve months ago. So, so that that's that's the only factor, and you can't sell him now because he's worth absolutely zip. Um, after having after having that surgery and it's a, it's a bad injury, which yeah, he might not come back from it. So this is one to I suppose that you've kind of got to reevaluate twelve months down the line because he just won't be leaving this summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I tell you, Kraft, if you're listening, I'm wishing you a speedy recovery because I'm waiting myself to to get back from a similar injury now. Well, how you, how did you do yours? Well, if I'm honest, I was playing football as well, but instead of going to get it seen to straight away, I just sort of try to let it heal itself and then would go again and got about two years from the line and I thought I need to just bite the bullet and and get the surgery, which I did in January. So fingers crossed uh, I won't be out for too much longer. Um, Sam, just just on the names that we haven't mentioned, is there anyone that is sort of standing out? It it feels like there isn't many sellable assets at Newcastle United this summer. You know, players that you can think, okay, maybe we can lose them and, and get a bit of money. Is there anybody like Almiron or you know Willick that you wouldn't mind cashing in on that you know doesn't really get mentioned in these type of debates. 
Lesser. Looks like we're just having some technical difficulties with Sam here. Oh, hopefully he'll be back soon. Keep the comments coming in. In the meantime, we've got JB here saying, Lewis, to be fair, is technically very good. Roger says, I had ACL 10 years ago, eight months away from the gym, but did return. That is not what I want to hear, Roger, but thanks very much for the comments. And Philip says, what's the point in having four Saudi feeder clubs if you can't sell them likes of Lewis and Mankio for two players <laughs> football manager prices? Kev says, hope you come back strong, fella. Your puppy needs you. That's very, very true. Andrew will completely agree with that. And the Blubber King says, what about Fraser? Well, this is a very good point because we haven't really seen, you know, Brian Fraser for the last couple of months. He's been obviously demoted to the under-21 team. And then, you know, anyhow, sort of made it clear that he doesn't have a future at the club, which, you know, I think we all agreed. I think the one thing... Um, that depends on now is whether there's going to be suitable interest for him. We obviously saw that um, Southampton were very keen on signing him um, in January and he might be included in a deal for Livermento. Sam, it looks like you're back. We had some technical issues there, but it's all good. Yeah. Good stuff. Don't know, catch, but we'll soon find out. Did you catch my question there before you disappeared? Is it gone again? He's gone again. We'll keep diving into the comments. Roger says, is there anything in the Fraser and Leeds link? Um, it, you know, this is the thing. Fraser now is probably going to have to settle for championship clubs. Obviously, we've touched on the fact that Southampton were very, very keen on him. Um, and now, you know, Leeds have been linked. I've, you know, I've also seen links that Middlesbrough might be interested. Norwich might take a punt on him. So it's... Um, It'd be very, very interesting to see where he goes. Uh, Baz says, Almiron now, but he has signed a contract and how does it like selling? I think that's the thing now. I think Mickey's form last season really saved him. Um, in you know, It saved his Newcastle career. It obviously got him that new deal. Um, and as you say, how doesn't really like selling first-team players unless they're asking to leave? And I don't think Miggy at the moment um, is at all bothered about leaving Newcastle. Uh, Sean TS saying Manchester City need to keep their hands off Sven Botman. He's going nowhere. He's our player. He's happily at Newcastle United. I think everybody is hoping for that. Rog says purple patch Miggy. Um, we'll just dive up into the comments here. We've got um, the mighty win saying sell ASM way before we consider selling Miggy. And Lee's also saying he would keep ASM um, we've also got Philip here saying, I don't get why players only want to go to the south. I mean, it doesn't seem that appealing. The internet doesn't even work down there going by Sam's connection. I think that's um, that is very, very true. Um, somebody's put Sam must be outside McDonald's using the free Wi Fi. Uh, hopefully, that connection comes back soon. Lee Mag says, I honestly think we should give ASM until January and if his fitness and form isn't up to standard and get rid. I think that's a really interesting point. I think, you know, Eddie Howe's given St. Maximum the option this summer. I think he said, if you want to go, that's absolutely fine. And if you want to stay, then, you know, I'm more than happy for you to fight for your place. We saw 
at the start of last season, um, just how good Anson Maximin is when he gets fit and firing and he's you know, playing his best football. The only problem is, is can he do it on a consistent basis? And can he do it um, while still avoiding injuries all the time? And Lee says, I honestly think we should give ASM until January as well. And we've got JB here just having more more uh, doubt about my ACL injury. He says, if you're getting ACL over the age of 30, you're finished. Well, luckily, I've got a few more years to go before that. Um, so, thankfully, um, hopefully I should be okay later this year. Uh, Stephen Phillips says, do you think we'll utilise the loan market of the season? Left-back situation could be solved with a loan move for Cancelo. Oof, I tell you what, that is very, very ambitious. Um Newcastle United don't usually go for loan, their loans, um, especially not given that Dan Ashworth now in. He, he didn't really like going for the Brighton, but potentially, I think that would be certainly be a very good signing, but um, maybe the wages would be a bit too high. Um, does look like Sam's coming back, but doesn't look like he's joined the stream yet, so we'll keep diving into the comments here. Um, John Levin says, if ASM does not turn up, the price will drop big time. Well, this is the big thing. Let me know in the comments section what you think Maxi is actually worth. Because, you know, they signed him for 16 million, um, rising to 20. You know, you're probably going to get a lot more than that now. But what do Newcastle sell for? Do they sell for 30? Do they sell for 40? Do they want, you know, push it up to 50? If you look at sort of um, how inflated the transfer fees are these days. Um, I'm not too sure, you know, how much is, is the right price to sell him for. Got the mighty win here saying that Miggy's is either purple patch or has he finally developed in the finished article? Well, this is a really interesting comment because we saw um, at the very start of, of last season how good he can be. All of a sudden he'd found his shooting boots um, and he was absolutely um, flying in front of goal. And then after the World Cup, we sort of saw it massively take a dip and he was sort of back to his old self. So, again, everybody talks about Maxi's consistency, but I think ultimately um, Miggy's consistency is going to be a really, really big thing. Back to Maxi, Kev says 40 million in Europe, 60 million to the Saudi League. I think that is a um, good shout if there is some bidders for him. <laughs> and the Blubber King says, if Anthony at Manchester United is worth 90 million, then ASM is worth two billion. And John Steele says, if you look at ASM that played versus Manchester City, you would say sixty million, but inconsistency and injury would mean thirty million. I think forty-five is decent. Well, Sam, third time lucky. Have we got you back? Yeah, I don't know what happened then, oh. but my oh. my my device is uh, absolutely went kaput um apologies for that but yeah i, I think right. i'm back anyway don't worry about it it's fine Look, thankfully we, we've got 270 people watching so plenty of comments which i could dive into to uh to keep us going but hopefully those technical issues are um fixed the, the question that i asked before um you departed was is there anybody in that team now that you think you know isn't being mentioned at the moment but could be sort of a sellable asset this summer Mm, tricky one. Um, I mean, Jacob Murphy's stock's never been higher. Um, can he consistently go again and uh, and and prove himself to 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 be good enough, which he did last season? Um, and I love that he did because 
pretty much since he's joined at the end of every season, I think everyone would have sold him. So there's that. Um, Callum Wilson only has 12 months left on his contract. Has it, his stock's never been higher? That's just me playing devil's advocate. Of course, I wouldn't sell him. Um, he's just come off the back of his best ever season, 18 goals. Absolutely amazing. Um, it's going to be really interesting how, how um balances him and uh, Isaac this season. Um, Jeff Hendrick, of course, if any Saudi team wants to pay 80 million for him, um, then I would probably sell. Um, I think Hayden's still around as well. Who do, who, part of me still thinks well, if, if we need if we need some backup, in, in, even in centre back, maybe he can do a job. I I always really really liked Isaac Hayden, and he has a long time left on his contract as well, yeah. um, a long long time. But uh, he, he's just not an Eddie Howe type of player. Um, in terms of saleable assets, though, I mean, I mean, I don't think you're going to get much for Fraser now. Who, who else is there really that that you're gonna? Yeah, you're paying the price still when it comes to that aspect of things of of you know 14 years of my cash. Yeah, absolutely. We've got somebody in the call. We've got Johnny in the comments here saying Bruno Gimenez with a little eye emoji. Sam, surely that's not a it's not on the card. Is the, it? That, that, that that's a blockable offence. <laughs> Uh, we've also yeah got people saying Hayden is training with the youth team. Hayden got an 18-year contract under. Like actually, he did get a very very inflated contract. I think that's probably why they're struggling to offload him this summer. Um, even though he is out of the door. Sam, we'll just finish with with a question that we got before. Um, it, it's probably going to be quite a way up now, so I probably won't be able to scroll back. But it was um at this present moment with the players that are in the squad and the signings that have been made. What is your best start at 11? And who would be the start at 11 that you played against Villa on the first game of the season? See, now you've got questions about formation as well. So let's just assume 4 3 3. So you'd obviously go Pope in goal. Um, see, again, left back, you've got to, you've got to say burn, haven't you? Because we, we just. Haven't signed one yet. I mean, that back four, back five, including the goalkeeper, stays the same. Mm -hmm. um, your midfield is the two Brazilians and Tonali. And then up front, for me... Oh, I, thought, I thought Sam was pausing for a really long time, but it looks like, again, he's, um, he's left the stream. Well, we're seeing we having some technical difficulties, so we'll leave it there. Thank you very much for all of you that have dropped comments in. We've had a really, really good response um, almost 300 of you in the comments section here. As I say, uh, we'll be back later this week um, for Let's Talk About with uh, John Gibson. Andrew will be back in a couple of weeks' time um, as he gets to grips with fatherhood. But for the meantime, thanks very much uh, for tuning in and we'll catch you very, very soon.